This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with muck delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hey, hon, what you doing with your fun? Do flowers have best friends? I don't know. Hey, look. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes! Your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. Right, Chris. Oh, hello there. All right. All right, the back. So I was just checking me, uh, my cooking book. Uh, I was just looking up the best recipes for humble pie. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've eaten a lot today, surprisingly. <laughs> Welcome along. Hey. Good news to talk about. Dare I say, is this the start? Because that was like the Leicester of last year. Or was it the fact that it was just Newcastle? Let us know your thoughts. Get in, get commenting on Leicester 4, Newcastle nil. This is where you can find and watch and listen to Leicester for Leicester. <laughs> Watch us on YouTube. 
listen on your favourite podcast platform or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Indeed. Let me, let me just show you this. <laughs> Bet you've not had anybody say that to you for a long time. Just look at this beauty. The four looks absolutely amazing, but the nil, a clean sheet. Now, was it, was it the fact that we were absolutely good, or was it the fact that Newcastle, be honest with you, new manager, as Brad always says, you can't polish a turd. But then again, we did struggle against Norwich, and we couldn't beat Burnley, so... Let us know what your thoughts are, please, because I would be... And I'll tell you what, I'm going to play... It's been a long time, long time since I've played this. Let me play this for you. Yes! 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 Oh! 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 Oh, God! Oh. I'll have what she's having. It's been a long time since I've had one of those. Um, and, of course, I do mean that the win celebration. Well, actually, thinking about it, maybe not. It's the post-match show with Chris and Brad. It's the Premier League post-match show with Chris, with and, Chris Brad and Brad on Leicester TV. Well, it would have been if, I, if my browser had decided to play the clip. It's the Premier League. Post-match show with Chris with and Chris Brad on Leicester Till I Die TV. Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. It refused to play. I took it to VAR and they said, no, no, you've got to, uh, you've got to play it. We'll just have a few quick comments, Brad. Um, and then... Um, Dorco, you are the devil. How are you? <laughs> That's not very nice, is it? Um, Facebook user, fantastic win today and thoroughly deserved. But before we get carried away, let's put it into perspective. We played against a very poor Newcastle side uh, that are currently second from bottom. Let's see if we can replicate that performance and give a clean sheet on Thursday against Tottenham. If it goes ahead, Facebook user, if it goes ahead. Um, that said... Like I said in the intro, you know, we, we, we couldn't beat Burnley, who were third bottom at the time. We only just, and I mean only just, managed to get a win against Norwich, who were bottom at the time. So, And you can only play who's in front with you, uh, who's in front of you, sorry. Uh, you can't blame Timothy for that back pass. He must have been shocked not to see Schmeichel rooted to his line. Um Hadios, good evening, sir. How are you? You're a new person. I haven't seen you before. You are most welcome. Much better. Yep. And then you went on to say, much better performance. Uh, don't bring Luckman or Bertrand back. Bertrand should never wear a Leicester shirt again. Is it that bad? Is it that it's a bad? Harsh. It's a bit harsh, but... I think so. Right. Good evening to you. How the devil are you, sir? Welcome along. Four goals, a clean sheet, and an academy debut. Yep. Bring on Spurs. Yeah. It's too early, Brad, to say um, that. Well, we've said it. We've said it a couple of times before this season. Like this is the point when we kick on. But as you posted, and of course, because you we, we all know that you are the second coming. This is this is the Christmas miracle, as you said. 
Yeah, it is. I got a bit sick of seeing this, you know, my old dad winding up. I said, Dad, why are you up here just making two by fours and mocking me with me cross? Can you just give Lester a clean sheet and a win, please? And he went, all right, son, I'll do it this time. He rubbed his hands together and Lester returned back to their old selves for 90 minutes. I mean, it wasn't just it wasn't just a win, was it, mate? It was a clean yeah. sheet and it was Lester for a full 90 minutes we got. We got the, you got the full price of admission today. Totally, totally was. I mean, I never, um, I, I, I feared the worst when Evans went off. Um, yeah. and he obviously didn't feel confident in playing either Bertrand or uh Thomas in that central role, so he brought NDD back, and we know he can do that. That a, I was a bit worried at Bertrand going off, but B, I'm thinking they're going to get a penalty now. Indeed, he's in defence. Yeah. Although, maybe someone will fact-check for me in the comments. I want you to go and do your checks. I believe Leicester have had two clean sheets this season, three in total if you include the Community Shield. Am I right and in Millwall, thinking... And Millwall, don't forget, in the right, court. Right, all right, sod, sod, sod Millwall off for this fact, because I don't think it'll count for it. Am I correct in thinking, because I know Brookline likes to mention Perez stats, but am I right in thinking that Leicester have had three clean sheets... All right, we'll throw the Millwall in there for the last four. But I'm pretty sure the ones where it's really counted, indeed, he's played at centre-back. I, I could be wrong. Well, I could be I'm wrong, not... but I'm pretty sure with the injury to Evans, he had to start, at, and for Farner, he had to start at centre-back in the Community Shield. I, I just got this feeling that maybe Evans should be our new centre-back. I, I honestly don't know. I'm sure somebody in the comments hopefully will check that and let us know. I've got to say, and I know it's only Newcastle, but, you know, that, that defence looked probably, well, we know it's the best because they kept a clean sheet. And I'm not, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say, if it was only Bur it was only Newcastle. We couldn't, we only just beat Norwich. We couldn't beat Burnley. So, and we can only play who you know the team that is in front of us then they've got a new manager they it said on 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 uh, sky before the game they you know they've got the new managers concentrating on their defense they've been playing better in defense really did we lend you our defensive coach um and i you know, I, we, I never felt really threatened during that game no, I I didn't, and it was very nice to sit there and actually watch a Leicester game without nerves jumbling all through my stomach and down. In him, oh, I had nerves up until two nil, but they went well, after that. <laughs> they, they were very they were very silent nerves for mine, to be honest with you. Mm. I mean, all right, don't get me wrong. The first half was a bit casual. It wasn't the most glamorous of first half, but you know, and you, yes, there will be people who there will clearly state. That, you know, we basically beat what is on paper, and I, I, I did a, and I know you did a couple of shows with Newcastle fans that admitted, you know, that, that I wasn't being harsh. I was true in what I'm saying. We have basically just beaten a championship-ready side, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like you said, we haven't been able to do this consistently season. This is just what we needed, and everything about Leicester was different today. I mean, I don't know if you saw it, and normally I'd just laugh it off or, or have a moment or whatever, but seeing. Yuri Tillemans battled on the sidelines to win a throw-in and demand it. And when he got it, it was like, yes! It was so energetic and it was throughout the team. You know, you say a bad, 
you know, you say like a bad run can run through the team and really get everybody's confidence down. You saw hunger today, and that was the most impressive mm. thing about that performance throughout the team. Literally. We we battled today. Um, yeah. we, we certainly did. Um, and let's just have a go through some more comments here, mate. Um, David, good evening, sir. How the devil are you? Uh, we did what we were supposed to do to today versus a not so good team. We were aggressive and had options midfield. We'll be interested to hear Brad about formation and what uh, went well for us. We will do later, David, and it's going to be a good one for once this week. Um, yes, you said that. I mean, we did what we were supposed to do, but we haven't been doing what we were supposed to do all season. So, you know, we can't say that, yeah, you know, it was Newcastle we were expected to win. We've said that quite a few times this season, and we haven't done. Um, Hadios, Bertram was jogging back for the first goal conceded against Napoli, uh, and second goal played everyone on side. I kind of agree with you on that one. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying he's a waste of money, but that wasn't his, his best game. Dorco, last transfer window, we threw away 30 million quid. Who was that, Tom? Uh, I'll tell you what, Daka played well today. Certainly he, did. He, he he got a goal. He said, I think he got set it. one up possibly. Yeah, um, Lovely flip inside. Yeah. But that but that goal that he had you could yeah, it was you know, it was an empty net, blah blah blah. Their defensive had more holes in than Swiss cheese, etc. But he had to be there. You know, yeah, how can... often have we seen games where we've broken and nobody's broken with the players. And Tillemans, for his goal, I thought he was going to burst along. I mean, he was so far behind, and then he came forward, and he had such a huge smile on his face. Now, I don't, I'm don't. i not saying that this means he's going to stay at Leicester and everything in the in the gardens rosy, but he, what a smile he had on his face when he got that goal. Tillemans, sign here. It's a pen. Sign yeah. it. Come on. You look happy. You look happy in the last shirt. Come on, mate. I'll take the lid off for you. Yeah. So, just, just sign in. <laughs> oh, it would be, we are going to miss him if he goes. Um, We're going to miss him when he goes, mate. Let's face it. It is a case of when he's, he's such a good quality player. He's never going to be here when he's 34 no. playing for Leicester for 10 years. But this is why I always say when we discuss these sort of performances and players, we have to, as fans, enjoy yeah. these moments in the room because they don't well, stay for this is it. And I will say to Hadios here, and, and I do respect your opinions, and let's like say I agree with the one probably about Bertrand, but you are definitely having a glass half empty afternoon. We have we have been in the last, what, four or five games, probably since Watford, or is it two or three? I don't know. But apart from Watford, it's probably been four or five when we've been totally miserable post-match and sat here and oh, we've lost again. Oh, we were yeah. And I tell you what, we didn't play it around the back as much. Uh, all this, no, in, fact, no. in fact, I've got to be honest with you, Casper actually kicked, oh, he kicked it out, but when it went out, it went out in their half, so there was yeah. no danger. And That's there was none exactly of this. what we've been screaming for, isn't it, mate? Yeah, yeah. And, and we've got, you know, we, we had a throw-in in the midway, halfway in their half that didn't go back to Casper either. We actually learned that, you know, we know which way we're kicking, and we remember to do that at half-time. Brookline... Uh, hello, Brookline. How's Perez today? Good evening, sir. Um, I feel threatened every time the ball was passed back to Casper. The tactics in that part of the field have not changed, but it has. Honestly, Bert, uh, Brookline, I'm going to, don't as I respect it, but I'm going to disagree with you on this one because 
And yeah. as I just saying to Brad there, there's going to be times you have to pass back to the goalkeeper. If there's no options for you and you're being closed down, you pass it back and then the goalkeeper can hoof it up or, or, or gives time for other players to move into position. And that was, I think, for me, I don't know about you, Brad, the difference for today. And where in the past we've sort of been, like we, we joked the other night, you know, Sorenchu's played more passes than anybody else in the Leicester team. And we all know that, you know, 90% of those were back or across the field, you know, back four. Yeah. But yeah. Today, those those when we were passing it back, it felt part of something. It didn't feel like, oh God, it's gone back again. Like I say, it wasn't going back from a corner. We've had that plenty of times this season. Uh, no, uh, yeah, again, and, and to to a degree, I can see why Brookline does make the comment he's made there because in the first oh, yeah. half, there was still murmurs from the crowd. You could you could feel the crowd in in in, in a game that was edgy. You know, Newcastle, yes, they got a win last week, but they were, they're still in, you know, they're still going up, up the creek without a paddle. Um, and we weren't really, I think we were so cautious today to get through that first 20 minutes because how many mm. times have we come on here over the last, oh, 17 or 18 games minus Wolves? Have we pretty much sat here and gone, we've given, we've conceded from a corner or we've conceded early or, yeah. you know, and it was we were a little bit slow still on the ball in the first half. And again, I will I will, I will cover this, and I will prove the issues that that have been mm. you know sort of solved. But I do see why Brookline ha- has said that it is still a bit of an issue because it did take a while for it to become free flowing football from Leicester. Yes. But them issues do look to be taken care of to a point, especially our defending from set pieces. Which again, I will. Yeah touched on what changed yeah. today from comparison from other games. I mean, I, I mean, you 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 done a couple of Newcastle shows. I did a couple of Newcastle shows yesterday, and on both of those, I'm not saying the Newcastle fan fans were cocky. They, they, they were far from cocky. I remember when we played them uh, the second game last season when they stuffed us. Well, they were four 0 up at one point and beat us four two. No way was. Did any of their fans think that they would get three points that day? Because we were still riding high in the top four. And they were so, no, you're going to beat us. You're going to beat us. And and I kind of got that they were sat there yesterday going, no, we're going to beat you. You're not playing well. You're conceding from corners. You're this. And it was almost like a total... I messaged the guy and gone, well, reversal. It's almost yeah. turned it around completely. Well, it kind of was, you know, going back to the point you you made at the start, saying, "Well, we struggled against Burnley. We we only just mm. beat the Norwiches." This was probably the first time that Leicester fans looked at a game where everybody else probably would have gone, "Leicester should win this. It's Newcastle." And we know all too well from results of this season. This was probably the first time we played an opposition of that caliber, and we were sat here before kickoff yesterday and probably right up until the, you know, from the final whistle of Napoli game where we was going, oh God, this could go wrong. If this goes wrong, what's that going to do to the mentality of the squad? What's Mm going to happen if we lose this game? Will that be it for Brendan if we get beat badly? And all these things. And they never, thankfully for Leicester, they never came to fruition today um, because everything that could go did go right. Normally I'm saying the opposite, but yeah. 
today yeah. it was very good. And I don't, and honestly, I don't care about the standard of the opposition. I really don't. I, no disrespect yeah. to Newcastle. I don't care that we've just beat a Newcastle side that everybody could beat. We needed to beat them today. That was the key. The word need. Mm-hmm. We needed and to we beat needed them. a performance. And like I said, it's the yeah. you know we beat Norwich, but there the wasn't yeah. a performance there. Uh, we got away with it with VAR. Um, but you can you say you can only play what's in front of you. We know this season anybody in the Premier League can beat anybody else. You know, um, Rogers on um, says, I'm pleased to come off a tough week, a European game and a clean sheet and score four goals. Our attacking play has been good, but we needed to, we needed to tighten up in defence. On losing Johnny Evans again, and we'll come on to that later, injured. Uh, it's been our season, really. We've suffered with injuries and it's been a huge challenge for us. It's not good. We think it's his hamstring and we'll get more on that tomorrow. On Madison... Said he was excellent. You see his quality, his composure, and how unselfish he is. Um, you have to align that up with hard work, and he worked hard for the team. And finally, on scoring four goals despite leaving top scorer Jeremy Vardy, Jeremy, <laughs> Jamie Vardy, his brother, on the bench. Uh, it is important to share the goals about. Jamie is an amazing player for us, and he understands where he's at. He'll be fit and ready and fresh for Thursday. And that's the thing. Maybe we are finally seeing now that as we're changing players around, we are actually getting to a point where, you know, we, we, we can change and we can get away with it. I mean, that starting lineup. Um, again, I looked at that and, all right, there was a, you know, a couple on the, on the substitutes bench that we, uh, we, we didn't know, although we do now. Um, but again, that starting lineup, I was well happy with it. Yeah, I was. I wasn't surprised to see Daka come in to Vardy. I actually had to do a, a, a an eleven that on the Newcastle channel, and I actually put mm. Daka up front. Um, I, um, I, I I pretty much went with that team that I, that, that came out. So I was I was very happy to see it. Um, so it was a good start in eleven, and and for the first time, like you're saying, about four or five weeks, we're sat here saying, and the eleven turned up realistically yeah. because there hasn't been a game that we've lost this season that we've looked at the eleven and gone, yeah, well, we, we had seven first team players missing. These youngsters haven't kicked a ball at first team level. It was really difficult to expect them. To, you know, I, I remember a couple of seasons ago when Ian Atro was in the cold, and I think we played West Ham. I believe we, we oh, I don't I can't remember if we drew or beat them in January it was, but we had like four or five players out and we were playing players that had barely kicked a ball in the first team, players we we even forgot were still Leicester players. So to see the comparison throughout the years and where we are now and what we're able to put on the bench and what we're able to bring into our team, it's nice to see them finally turn up for, for, for this season in a performance. And a complete 90-minute performance. I think that's yeah. definitely... I would say that's our first 90-minute performance of the season. I wouldn't, I wouldn't argue with that, to be honest with you, Brad. Um, not at all. Let's just get catch up, because we we're falling... I'm, I am, I'm falling a bit behind with the comments here. Dorco, 60 million we spent, and only good one was Daka for 27. Samore. I mean, sorry, I'd argue Samore. Samore played brilliantly coming on for Evans after six minutes. 
Can I be honest with you? You, you took the words out of my... We were agreeing too much today. We, we couldn't agree right. the other day. No, we are totally agreeing. But no, I... Um, Played with man boobs then. Um, we... Um, I thought he played well. I mean, obviously, he went into midfield with Ndidi dropping back, but he did brilliant. JB, um, that performance wasn't good at all. Still Rogers out, but I'm happy we got the win, and I want Rogers to get us back to our best. I, I mean, again, JB, you know, football is all about opinions, and you are certainly entitled to yours, and you're more than happy to, uh, more than happy to let you um, say them on this show. But I can't. Personally, for me, I can't agree that that wasn't a good performance. Yeah, I, I JB, I'm look again. Your your opinions on the manager, everybody's entitled to it. People are going to be out. People are going to be in on on the manager. No issues with that at all. But the performance wasn't good at all. Clean sheet, four goals, connecting midfield, look back to our best. What more do you want, mate? Yeah. If you can, honestly, I'm I'm looking forward to reading, well, Chris reading it out and reading it myself, mate. Honestly, I want to hear why you felt that wasn't a good performance. Maybe you're saying it tongue-in-cheek, maybe you're open to real me and Chris in, but you comment a lot, so I, I, I doubt it. Um, can you please tell me why, that, why winning 4-0 isn't a good performance? Um, yeah, just let, let us know, mate. Maybe we can have a bit of back and forth over it. Because that's and if you that's want, if you want to, if you want to come on, JB, message me and I'll, I'll send you the link. Um, Brookline, um, Daka should be on the halfway line on corners. Um, I'd, I'd, sure. I'd have to ask again, Brookline, what, what, why you've got, you've got to add on to that, Brookline. Uh, uh Jeff, uh, good evening, sir. For the first time so for a while, away. sorry. Uh, so unless he's talking about defensive ones, so we can clear the ball to him and he can sprint past them like Roadrunner. Possibly. Well, yeah. Let us know. Let us know, Brookline. Uh, he, he was probably sort of looking over at the bench at Perez. Um, Jeff here. <laughs> Hiya, Jeff. How are you doing? For the first, a win for the first time for a while. We can be positive. We can be positive after a full 4-0 win. I'm just seeing if my local takeaway does does humble pie and I'm going to order it. So I'm looking at, at recipes for it and I can't be bothered to start cooking, so I'll have to see. Scott, good evening, sir. How the devil are you? Happy, I hope. Happy, happy, happy. You know what? Last night, weren't we, Brad? We were going to do a show and I was going to get, you were coming on as the Rogers in and I had a Rogers out uh, fan coming on and I was in the middle shaking it all about. Um, honest with you, we didn't we didn't need to. I, again, on the Newcastle chat, I was on the other night. They were saying, "Oh, bloody hell, you Leicester fans, you're so fickle. You know, one, you know, you know what, what you've achieved over the last four or five years. Look where we've been. We've got room to moan, blah blah." And I went, "But that's football. Yeah, that is I, football." And I, I know that show will get rearranged, and I, I will tell you this: I spent. The, the the morning of that show because I couldn't sleep um doing a Craig and, and that's getting all my facts and interests out. Yeah. It'd be interesting to go and check the update on it. But for those that you were Rogers out for saying he's you know and looking at our record with him when we've capitulated through seasons past only and it might have changed now because of tonight's win but only Nigel Pearson in 2008 2009 League One has a higher percentage win rate 
than Brendan Rodgers as Leicester manager. And we're talking managers that had 200, 300, mm. 500 games in charge of the club, 80, yeah. 90 games. I looked through it all to get all my facts and stats, and Brendan Rodgers had a 50... 0.73%. You're making me feel so bad now that I called it off. <laughs> I, mate, I was all craved up. I was ready with my fat box. I was going to get my glasses out. for crazy. I looked down no bad and everything. But I'm yeah. still happy to do it again and further prove why Brandon. I'm sure. I'm before. sure if we lose a couple, we'll, we'll be doing. We'll be doing it then. Now, it was just the, the other guy, and it was whatever time it was about three o'clock when I made the decision. Hadn't got. He said he was in all day. And I messaged him at eight and said, right, we'll do it at five tonight. And he never got back to me. And that that was why, because I thought, oh, we're going to have this. It won't be worth doing the show if we've not got an out person on. But um, but good evening, Scott. Anyway, B. Crom, hello. How the devil are you? Welcome along, sir. Look at the Irish. Evan goes down and indeed he goes to centre-back and all of a sudden our defensive problems are solved. <laughs> Clean sheet. Maybe. Maybe we should know. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. Uh, Hadios Tillemans is a born winner. I mean, he had a great game today. He he, he he was up there for me for a shout for man of the match. And yeah, to be honest awesome. with you, I think, and you can't, you know, we do tend to think that these players, you know, the best players we've got have got to give an 11 out of 10 performance week in, week out, week in, week out. None of us go to our jobs if and when we, you know, we had one if we haven't got one at the moment. I said, I certainly didn't go in every day given 11 out of 10 performance. Not that I didn't want to, but circumstances, whatever, prevailed. So as bad as he was, and I don't think he was good against Napoli at all, and I thought he was rushed back, today, again, more humble pie for uh, Mr. Forian, please. Um, Jewsby Hall has great effectiveness, driving the ball forward for out attack, showing promise. I thought, again, had a good game. Yeah, yeah, he did. And and maybe that's been the missing key. I know a lot of us, and myself included, don't think that Samore and uh, indeed he can sit in the same position. We had the same issue with Mendy, didn't we? A lot of fans mm. suggesting we can't play the two together. Um, it turns out you can if you put Ndidi at centre-back. But um, <laughs> on, on a basis, it was nice to, I, I think, Leicester need that other centre midfielder to kind of have a bit of a looser shackles. I know he got back and did some fantastic defensive work, but I, I totally agree with that comment. You do need that driving force. And I felt that when Rogers played Tillemans there, he, he was restricting getting the best out of Tillemans because his main focus, whilst his defensive and recovery work is great, his main focus and the way you get the best out of Tillemans is to have him driving forward and, and that that was the big intelling point today that that he was able to do that. Yeah, book line. Um, Newcastle players don't care about going down. We can take the three points from the game, but nothing else. I think playing, playing devil's advocate. I think any footballer they've got that pride that they don't want a relegation on their CV. They really don't. And yes, they may get as in uh, Harry Maguire. In a way, it kind of kickstarted his career going down. Had he not gone, had they not gone down, Hall might not have sold him. Um, and and I don't know the other guy's name that Liverpool signed, but same thing. Andy Robinson. Him. Andy Robinson, yeah, from 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 the Hall defence. But uh, so yeah, I do think they care about going down. And let's mm. if I if I was one of those players, whether it, apart from possibly Saint Maxim. I can't think, you know, apart from that, I think all those players, if we go down, we might not be here next season. Yeah, because there's quite a big possibility. The owners, 
yet the owners can sort of just cancel them off and say, right, we're, we're shutting, you know, we're cancelling your contract. Here's your money. <laughs> Are you going to get your money? And thank yeah. you very much. You know, it's yeah. pocket money for them. Um, yeah, definitely. Although, although on a logical sense, that's just probably not going to happen. I can totally understand why they would chuck half of them in the bin. To mm. be honest, I'm sure Newcastle fans would agree if, if there's only watching that probably eighty percent of that squad could get chucked in the bin next season. But yeah, th th this is it. Th th this this really is it. I mean, Newcastle fans, it doesn't get any easier for them. They've got Man City, Liverpool, and Manchester United. So. Unfortunately, I think as long with probably Norwich, we already have two teams that are going to be playing Millwall and Blackburn Rovers come next yeah. next August. I'm afraid for them. Yeah. Not I'm bothered because I'm a Leicester as long as we're not there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it makes kind of sense to get straight back to reality. Scott makes a very good point here. Um, he did until it suddenly... Have you taken it off, Scott? It suddenly disappeared. Oh, no, you, it, it's only about 10 messages all came through at once and shot you up. Um, I felt having an idiot in the back four belting the ball upfield, regardless of where we ended up, also seemed to get Soyan Shoe to belt up a field as oh, well. Man. God, well, yeah, I, I have nothing wrong with that. Um, Niall, good evening, sir. How the devil are you? Big up, guys. Newcastle are in the mud. I don't know, Niall, are you a Newcastle or a... Leicester fan or another team, but yes, they are in the mud. And I believe he's a Man United fan, actually. Is he? he does travel around? He does travel around the YouTube world, though. So I'm pretty sure he's a Man United fan, but I could be wrong, Niall. Sorry if I've just swore at you, <laughs> Niall. Even if you are, you're more than welcome. And I'm sorry, but if you are, I loved Gary Lineker's remark last night. All the big teams got good penalty decisions last yesterday, uh, early today. He said. And so did Man United. I thought that was brilliant. Um, Dorco says um, the fans should give Brendan and the players a break uh, and, until after the new year, at least. Look, mate, I mean, I, I've been very critical of Brendan on this show and on other fan shows as well. And, and Brad has, and we all have. We're fans, and this is, you know, we, 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 we host on this channel, we do this, you know, we're, you know, as I always say, as a fan of a club, you're entitled to opinion, and we've given it out. I, I've said two or three times tonight about eating humble pie because I think I am going to give praise when it's due, and I don't care that it was Newcastle, you can only play what's in front of you, and those lads deserved it today, they played well. Um, and I say we haven't played well against bottom teams earlier in the league, earlier in the league, uh, this season. Uh, Chris, I thought we felt like this before the game that we would not get three points, never mind keep a uh, clean sheet. Exactly, I think mo most of us didn't, you know. Uh, Melia, uh, or Mella, so is it Mella? Hi, Leicester fans, are you an next gift for that result against Newcastle? You look Mila, like a fan. <laughs> I told you, Matt. I told you, Mila. You've been asking if we could beat them. You've been on about Kieran Dewsbury Hall. He didn't get his goal. He didn't get another goal today, but he had a cracking game. I know. I know I, you're. I, I, well, I can. I presume from that shirt that you are a Watford fan. Yeah, Mila is a Watford <laughs> fan. Nobody. If I know that, probably not you, but nobody would. You know, wear that. Other than it's a football, it's an awful shirt. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but yeah, you can send send us a fiver in the post. Patty, make a donation via the super chat in the channel. I'll take a fiver off you, mate. Just remember that. Nah, Rich, good evening. <laughs> Rich, good evening. Good evening. How the devil are you, sir? Welcome along uh, from Rich Sports. Uh, yep, well done yesterday with your lucky penalty. Um, <laughs> 
Uh, he says, hi, Miller. Uh, Newcastle are going down. I it think we've, 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 we've joked about the richest club in the world being not in the richest league in the world. But, and we'll come on to the, I mean, let's just have a look. Let's have a look at the table. Old my bear. I know it's empty, but Newcastle fans heard the joke and went, old my bear. <laughs> uh, this is the table as it stands before we get onto the match. Um, Oh, I haven't got the bottom half of the table, so I can't I can't do it. I'm gonna bring it up. But you know, I mean Watford are in there. So Newcastle could sneak out of it. The thing is, are there three worst or as bad as teams as Newcastle? Yes, there is. I think that's what we would say. Uh, you know, would, you've I... got you've got Burnley, you've got um uh Norwich, you've got Watford. And I know Leeds yeah. are pulling out of it at the moment. The problem, the problem is, is you probably got three teams you could name that are on par with Newcastle. That's what, yeah, that's, that's what I said. Yeah, but in yeah. the last, in the last, I wouldn't say you've got three teams that are worse than Newcastle. And that's oh. saying a lot, considering about four, maybe five games ago, Norris couldn't yeah. spell them, let alone get one. Yeah, no, no, I, but, I, I said, you know, the only thing, you know, I, I said that um, as bad as or worse than. Southampton yeah. are being drawn into it. Leeds aren't out of it. Everton are probably the first one at 14th that are possibly safe. But Burnley, um, you know, they're, they're only they five points point. off Leeds. You know, they, they got, got a point, point. well forward to them. They have got a game in hand. But I do think, yes, I think Newcastle are going to be going down, Rich. I really do, like you say. Um, go, going down with the prostitutes, as they say. Uh, Mela, uh, Oh, he's saying hello back to each other. Little chat going on there. Uh, Jeff, nice back pass from Gray results in, in a goal for Palace. <laughs> okay. uh, that's why I paid the money for him. Yeah. Doug, evening, folks. How the devil evening, are you, Doug. sir? Welcome along. Um, but was you, were you, there was a lot of 1-0s yesterday, wasn't there? I think you got a 1-0, didn't you? Uh, had you, I wouldn't say on the first half we played that well. It was a very even game. and probably lucky to get mm. the peno. Second half, we destroyed them. Talk about yeah. the penno. Um, I always, I always look at when when we've got these, and the fact of the matter, contact was made. So by the rules of the game, you know, there were no casting or the hard done to whoever the guy was that was co-commentating on Sky. Didn't think it was a penalty. Um, and I always say when I look at them, if it was the other way round, would I be screaming for it? And on that one, yes, I would. I'm inclined to disagree, to be honest with you. I, I think the reason that penalty ultimately gets given is because you've got people looking at that screen going, he kept his leg there. Because Madison does go down easily. We we do have a discrepancy with Madison and how easily sometimes he can go to uh, ground. He, he is clever at winning free kicks for us because he does get, you know, he does get, you know, targeted. He does get squeezed out. But if LaSalle if doesn't keep his dangled leg out, Madison gets booked for simulation. I think it's a very, very harsh penalty. And I, I try and be as honest as I can um, when it comes to these things. Um, and if that was if that was in, a, in, in our box, I'd be going apoplectic at a penalty being given against us. Um, so but you take it, these things happen in football. We've always had a discrepancy with VAR, we've always had a discrepancy with penalties. At the end of the day, what matters is 
we took advantage of it and that broke Newcastle's mentality and Leicester pushed yeah. forward with it, which is something they I mean, haven't done. Before. No, no, no. We got the lead and we 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 moved on from there. Normally, we got the lead and we let them equalise. But to me, it was a penalty all day by the you know by the letter of the law. Whether that law is correct or not is another matter. But I would have been had it been the other way around. I would have been screaming for it. I've got to be honest with you. Um, that Dorco, yeah, it was mentioned on on, on Sky. Tillemans pumped his fist just for winning a throw in. That was the old Tillemans back playing with a smile. I don't want to read too much into it, but he was playing like he he, he, he it's meant something to him. Um, not saying that he doesn't normally, but. You know. They all did. Castagne was appealing for everything. Castagne was yeah. giving himself a little, maybe not, maybe not as vocal or displayed as Tillemans, but everybody mm. on that pitch, you could see it was. And I know sometimes you like to say it was like watching Brazil. Well, for me, that was watching a completely different Leicester. It was a Leicester full of energy. It was a Leicester full of effort. It was like a Leicester mm. side that that took that European heartache. Uh, after being dumped into the Spurs Conference mm. Europa League, um, and when I am not happy with this, we need to do something about it. Let's really get together. And it was like having the band back together in a sense, wasn't it? It was. It was like a school reunion, wasn't it? You know, it, it, yeah. literally. It's, it, it's probably. And I'm going to probably get shot down for saying this, but first time I've seen proper passion. Like you say, just from Tillemans for fist pumping to getting a throw in, it's almost like they're saying, God, yeah. we've really embarrassed ourselves getting knocked yeah. out of the yeah. Europa League. I Let's mean, get out of the yeah. And now I've kind of calmed down. You know, at the, at the end of the day, we, we thought we were going to go through in second anyway, but it was yeah. the toughest group. To say that on the last day of the last game, any of the four teams could have gone through. That's how tough a group it was. Mm. So I don't think we should sort of necessarily beat ourselves up over it. And not with the season we'd, we'd been having. Um, Brad, a quick question for you here, mate. Have you, have you, got, did you get to the chemist today to buy some condoms? What? No. That's a... <coughs> no. Well, Doug's saying he's looking forward to tonight. So I'm just thinking no, you better no. make sure you got some condoms, mate. No, <laughs> a, bit I'm, of I'm only... a bit of man love going on here. Yes. There is definitely no bromance after the way he kicked my ass on, on the quiz uh, last <laughs> night. Uh, and. Uh, but no, I'm on his prediction show. So yeah, if if you're a big fan of hearing me waffle on about predictions, because I'm doing really well in that, um, then yeah, check us out on that tonight at seven. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to being on it, mate. Anthony, good evening, sir. Uh, big up to you good as mate. well, and good win for you, um, at Arsenal. None of us predicted that. Um, Bcom. Was that Fafana on the pitch? Apologise, it was indeed. I couldn't tell the difference. I tell you what, I saw Wes Morgan in the stands and I thought, you know, bloody hell, give him a pair of boots and get him on. <laughs> uh, well, you couldn't argue with it. Can I be honest with you, Anthony? I didn't actually see it live. Uh, I did go on and watch it. And I don't know because normally with the, on Richie's show they're quite tough questions. So I don't know whether there were, there were, that was that was your excuse, Brad. But I did fast forward to the end, and I'm like, I can't even send him commiserations because that that was just a, 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 a nine nil a Leicester Southampton match. That was honestly, <laughs> mate. I've got to give all the credit 
to Doug because some of the questions I could have been there for an hour and not got the answer. Doug was just put off. She Stato yeah. man is, is 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 an understatement. And big up to you, Ankit. Yeah, go right, Ankit. Uh Madison, man of the match for me, guys. We'll come yeah. on to that. I'm just going to go through these and then... Um... Should we maybe debate the fact that Madison's doing more than a £100 million man at Man City? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's probably uh, that I really rate, yeah, I really rate Madison. Um, those those Fafana Chelsea rumours won't go away. Um, how strange is Mrs. Chris's rant? Nothing to rant about. Nothing to rant about, apart from, say, me eating too much humble pie. Um, cheers, Ankit. Yeah, let's uh, smash the likes. Uh, thanks for rem rem reminding we're third, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I predicted you to win, Ankit. What are you doing? Uh, it's between Newcastle, Norwich, Burnley and Watford. I agree with you. Uh, Everton are still losing 1-0. Yeah. Um, well, Scott says it was a very soft penalty to concede. I, I don't, as I say, I don't know whether you get a soft penalty or hot. To me, a penalty is a penalty. If it's a foul in the box, yeah. a penalty is a penalty. They they would have been given um, before VAR, as the ref did every day of the week. Um, Julie, good evening, Julie. Oh, sorry, Jules. Sorry, Jules. I need. I should have gone to Specsavers. Uh, we're now top six if you look at goal difference alone, as is naught. Uh, good vibes ahead of both Spurs and Arsenal. Minus one. Well, it's nice to be on top of them, isn't it? As the actress said, whatever. Uh, Scott, for me, it was lucky with the Madison penalty. As before contact was made, Madison already looked to go down. Look, Madison's only doing what any other person in his position would have done for their team. I don't, you know, I mean, I mean, you know, uh, Salah would have done it for Liverpool, um, Greenwood or whatever for Man United. Um, should we be looking at blooding through more youngsters and dropping some players? Perez, for example, when you have the likes of KDH coming through and Luke Thomas progressing, well, we know they have been doing, haven't they? Yeah. Uh, Dorka, the last time I bought a condom was in 1979. I think you might find it's past its sell-by date now, Dorka, yeah. if you haven't used it. Yeah, maybe <laughs> don't Jeff, use that one, mate. Jeff, good evening, sir. How are you? Right, we're going to have a look at the game itself in a bit more depth. Um, and uh, obviously, we've also got Brad's tactics coming up. Um, but we will be right back after this. <laughs> Come in, it's nearly Christmas, Brad. Your birthday. It is, it's near there. We've had a Christmas <laughs> present. We've had a Christmas present tonight, haven't we, mate? That's the yeah, early Christmas. Sorry, that, that, that was a bit longer than normal. It gives me a chance to rearrange my underwear. Um, so one, one nil at half time. Um, and then 
we just went for it, didn't we? Yeah, you know, and it's probably something that Leicester fans have been frustrated not to see. There's been a fair few games this season where Leicester have found themselves in front and then they've needlessly allowed their opposition back into it. And then mm. there was that panicky three minutes in the first half stoppage time when we couldn't get hold of the ball and we were throwing bodies yeah. in front of it, which was absolutely brilliant to see from our defensive line today. You know, despite Rodgers' comments saying due to injuries and everything, he hasn't had a collective time to work with absolutely a full squad on changing our defensive man mantra. You could see the changes today. You know, again, I'll go more into it like in, in, in a minute or two. But, yeah, it was really pleasing to see us throwing the bodies in line and getting into that half-time with the advantage. Uh, and then, you know, we really put our foot on, on the accelerator and... You almost felt that belief with the way it continued that once Leicester got that second goal, which they did early on in the second half, that the state of Newcastle uh, at the moment, the, 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 the opportunity to steamroll a team was there for the taking. Uh, and thankfully, Leicester managed to do that. And, and again, one thing that I'm glad that's not changed uh, about what Brendan's brought to Leicester is their ability to find the net f four times in a game. You know, that's the third game, I believe, this season mm. where Leicester has scored four. If I'm right in thinking it'd be Watford, Manchester United and, and, and tonight Newcastle. So we still have the ability to be... Uh, and and um, Spartak Prague as well. Um, Spartak oh, yeah, sorry, in, in Europa yeah. League. Um, but yeah. in the league still. I mean, yeah. still yeah. four results in three of them. I'm being, I'm being pedantic here, mate. Sorry. You're being pedaka <laughs> is what you're doing. You're being pedaka. Yes. Yeah. Talking of Daka and talking of Barnes, but a lot of people who are criticizing Barnes. Oh, he always shoots. He never has a you never he never never passes when people are in a better position. Well, I'll tell you what, that was an excellent pass. I mean, Daka was just Daka was it was it was like a you know a, a Chelsea player being in Leicester's defense. He was there, he'd yeah. bust a gut. No defender around him, picked out perfectly. I thought he'd missed it because <laughs> he didn't hit it first time, but he didn't. He put it away, and that's what we we paid the big bucks for. Yeah, exactly. And and look, if he'd have taken it on himself, he probably you probably would have seen him slot that in the near post because the keeper had already committed um, to it. But you know, it, it, I agree. It was nice. It kind of summed up and typified um, Leicester's overall performance, you know the, the, the team performance was definitely um, was definitely there on show you can see the unity was very back I feel like maybe behind the scenes um, there was some stern words said about how things have been going in the last um, three or four games especially since that win at Watford and, and maybe that, that maybe they've had an honest meeting with each other because the, the attitude was different to other wins this season. It didn't look like a team that was trying to reassure itself. It looked like a fired up team ready to fight and get the season uh, back on track. I yes. mean, yeah. big up static. Um, another another big um, big thing um, was, do you know what I didn't see today? And I know it was only because we were panned to the cameras. And you know, goal? Well, no, I, no, I know everybody didn't see that, but you know what else I didn't see today? No, no. Now, whether, that, he, whether the camera wasn't panning yeah. on him, but he actually, well, when we scored, 
it was almost like a weight off his shoulders because he actually celebrated. And can I just say, sorry, before you answer that, Brad, static, I think he's on about me rearranging my underwear. At least mine's clean, mate. I know you sort of, you know, you've still got Mondays on on Friday, and we know that because it's it says on them. <laughs> don't, don't ask how I know. Don't uh, ask how I know. Nobody asks. Nobody asks how he knows that. Otherwise, <laughs> we... um, and then Tillemans again, a great layoff for Tillemans, and that smile after he scored. I think he was actually. You know, going for the sort of a, an advert for Colgate along with Dakar. What a smile. What a goal. He's back. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. Do you remember that famous Sky transfer deadline day video where the guy's got the purple <laughs> dildo in the guy's ear? And I looked at that and I thought, no, I'm going to remember it was your pen. <laughs> you know? yes. just, just a pen, guys. Just a pen. Don't worry. I don't have any weird things like that in there. Don't worry about that. Apart from myself, the only weird thing in this room <laughs> with me. Um, but so, yeah. So, I mean, Tillerman, I mean, he, he, we are going to miss him, aren't we? Yes, we are. Like I said, whether it's next season, whether it's two, three seasons from now, whether he pins a new deal and, and, he, and he says, right, I'm going to sign a three-year deal, but once that three-year deal comes to an end, if you don't move me on, I'm going to go for a free or whatever the scenario may be. Let's just enjoy him because he clearly just loves the game of football. There is never going to... He's going to be one of the... I think it's very rare you see a player of his calibre, A, play for a club like Leicester. You know, we've had a few. We've been blessed with him over the last five or six years, you may say, and that's very well, that'd be, you know, that point we're taking on. Amazing. Um, amazing. Good to see you. Good win for the women today, by the way. You, I watched you watch along. It was a great win for the United women. It seems like Newcastle, it seems like Man U's fortunes have changed around a lot, hasn't it? As well, they're having a good run of late. So, Well, as Gary um, said last night, you know, the, the top teams all got a penalty and so did Man United. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, you know, have I mentioned that before? Sorry, did I mention that before? But well, well, well welcome along, welcome along. Yeah. Uh, and thank you very much, uh, Maisie. I won't, I won't tell you when my sprig of holly is, but that was why I was having to rearrange my underwear. Yeah. And you don't, and you don't want to know, Maisie, what he said to me about the mistletoe. I said, I can't do that over the screen, mate. That's just, that's just, that's just wrong. But I did offer to come and see you to do it, but you turned me down. Yeah. Well, you see, I've got, I've got some commitments, mate. I'm afraid. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You got, yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah, Tillemans, we've got to go out and do all we can. To, to, yeah. to, to get this guy signed. And I know yeah. it's probably going to be down to, um, uh, I, I don't know, position and what have you. And somebody said there, I don't know, if I, I think I put it up, you know. Here we go. Hadios um, said, we are eighth and haven't really got going this season. Um, Brighton with their top half status, they haven't won in God knows how long and they're still hanging around there. Arsenal are still hanging around there. So it just show, it just shows something we've always touched on throughout the last five or six or maybe even longer weeks. We're not the only club that can't seem to get things going but are somehow still in touch and distance of, 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 um, of the spots. I know people will say Spurs have two games in hand, but it's Spurs. But we are only six points now off the top four. So it yeah. just shows how close this season is i think had we performed like this in a, any other season and i thought this was going to be a normal season after the 
bad two seasons with, with COVID and no fans and, and you oh. know, all that. And it's rearing its ugly head again, obviously, with Tottenham and ourselves. But yeah. it hasn't got back to normal. But had we been playing like this last couple of seasons, I think we would have been down and out. But I just think for this season, the fact that we're playing as we are, so many other teams are as well. Um, Dorco, you say your birthday is on Christmas Day. So is my second son's. Um, have you not got a Pringles jar, Brad? Have you not got a Pringles jar? <laughs> Guess where Brad's gone? Uh, <laughs> did I say that out loud? Um, <laughs> let's have a look. Uh, Scott says, uh, I'm asked the board to break the way structure to keep Tillemans in my vision. We definitely wanted. I agree. We, we've, we've got it. We've got to do what we can to keep him. But I do believe that if we don't get Champions League this season, he will be going. I mean, whether you like Man United, Liverpool, Chelsea, Man City, whatever, you know, we don't, you know, I don't mind him going to Man United because they'll probably pay over 100 million for him. Um, but <laughs> um, he wants to play in the Champions League, and that's the thing. And I just, I, I can understand it. I can understand it. Uh, I don't know whether that's your size, Daisy, or what, but fifth to eighth. Um, sorry, meant to go. Yeah, got to break the bank. I knew what you meant. Um, you know, Chris, I'd never turn you down. Can, right, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to snip this bit so she, that Maisie can never say no to me. <laughs> oh, you might live to regret that, Maisie. You might live to regret that. Um, just oh, remember, you're paying right? Maisie royalties for her laugh, so she can say what she likes because she can afford <laughs> to get lawyers. No, no, no I, she's allowed me to use it. She's allowed me to use it. Did you enjoy your wee? Yes, I did, mate. It was it was a relief like that result. <laughs> <laughs> you're feeling flushed now. Um, oh, I am. I am feeling flushed. I'm feeling bucked down a bit, to say the oh, least. Oh, God, it's... your toilet humour. Your oh, no, it's going down the drain, mate. I get it off from mm -hmm. you. And then Madison went and just made it a, a, an even better day, didn't he? Yeah, I can't wait for Man City to pay us 150 million for the next Jack Grealish. Can't wait, mate. It's going to be brilliant <laughs> when we get 400 million next season between us on Tillemans and, and that. I don't mind. I don't mind watching them in other shirts if we're going to get that sort of money because that's what we're going to have to pay for them. <laughs> um just 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 to sidetrack and then we are going to come on to your to your tactic section uh oh, Anthony, anthony's just that. said chris and wait, i can i'll drag it out don't worry let me know give me a thumbs up when you're ready chris and brad if there's one team you hate in the prem who would it be do you want to go first brad or me I tell you what, I'll go first. One team, what is it? One team that I hate in the prem now, or one team I'd hate to see. I, I was doing me means now, to be honest with you. Oh. Otherwise, you know what? A lot more team. There's a lot that I mean. There's some people in the comments will know my opinions on certain individual players that might think otherwise. But honestly, oh, the fan base just does my head in. I'd, I'd love to see Arsenal get relegated. I mean, for the banter of the fact that they're the richest club. It'd be funny to see Newcastle go down, but I don't overall have too much of a disdain for Newcastle. No. But for me, it's Arsenal. I'd just love to see Obama what? 
Obama who? Obama Championship Blood Clot. I would love to see something like that. That would be brilliant. Please make that happen. Don't have a go at him. He 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 was banned for being naughty, wasn't he? Well, yeah, he got his he, well, he got his American contract, didn't he? So his troops is doing his thing over there. Are you on about Obama Yang himself? Obama Yang himself, about, yeah. No, I was going to say I'm on about troops who. Um, oh right. But yeah, Obama Yang got himself in trouble again. I'm I'm going to I'm going to actually. I mean, as you look at it there, I mean, I don't begrudge Man City the money. I totally, as I said this on the show yesterday, don't begrudge Newcastle the money. Um, no. Because, uh, the, you know, we, 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 we won the pot, uh, lottery when, uh, when we got bought. They just happened to get bought by people with a lot more money. And if it means that they can go and smash the, the Sky's oh, yeah. favourite six teams, go and do it, Newcastle. Go and do but it. It's not what you. It's not how much you have. It's what you do with it. And what we've done with it is become a, a side yeah. trying to establish yeah. ourselves as a European outlet. Even Tottenham, I don't mind. Um, you know, there, no, it was they, we, with we, them we, in that season. We can always always that. Yeah, we can always. Yeah. yeah, but the only reason we don't mind Tottenham is because they're never, ever, ever, ever going to forget coming third in the two horse race. Yeah, and we won't. We won't <laughs> let them. <laughs> but, for, but for me and Anthony, I'm sorry on this. You you did ask the question, and now you've got two people saying we both hate Arsenal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and and I've got to be honest with you, you're not one of them, um, Anthony. But um, um, <sighs> um, right, can I just? I'm just going to uh, ban a few people here and give them timeouts. Um, oh dear, who's on Santa's naughty list? Who's who's been saying naughty things and getting I don't know, but it's funny that you got two people have come on saying exactly the same thing. Um let, let me oh, just uh and I don't I don't know. I'm not even gonna... watching people, there's no need to be rude to people in the chat. I can't see it, I don't know what's being said, but whatever you've been saying, you don't remember you'll get cold in stockings, be nice, be kind. Anthony, I, I am sorry I have actually blocked you in error. So I apologize. <laughs> but yeah, oh, poor Anthony. Poor Anthony. Poor Anthony. Fan. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> he says, though, I, I, so I apologize, Anthony. You're getting it. You both need fans. Banning, I'll Chris. teach you. You need banning for that. Yeah. Get in the North Corner. You're on Francis Norsalist, Chris. He doesn't, he doesn't dislike Leicester. I never used to mind Arsenal. I, what used to annoy me was was Wenger going, "Oh, I never saw it. I never saw it." You know. But then again, maybe he was defending his his players. Yeah. But I, I, Anthony, Anthony, you're 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 a lovely Arsenal fan. If I could choose not to relegate Arsenal for you alone, I wouldn't. Yeah. But it's just for it's just on the personal of certain Arsenal fans, mate. That that's what I'll say. I, I, yeah. Realistically, I'm not bothered who goes down as long, uh, down as long as it's not Leicester. In total honesty, mate, I, don't take what I say. Take it with a pinch of salt. I, yeah. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings, Anthony. <laughs> and I didn't mean I didn't mean to uh, put you on a timeout. <laughs> so uh, it's all do, going wrong, the poor lad. Is, isn't it? I tell you what, let's move on, and then I can. I should have really done waited to do that, but I don't know what she was typing. I'm not going to attempt to pronounce it because it'll probably come out as rude. So um, that's why. So my big apologies, Anthony. He's an Arsenal fan. I don't mind, but <laughs> I think uh, I think Brad. Get your board out. Get it out for the ladies because it's time for this. 
And Brad, are you with us? Yeah, I'm just ready to introduce myself because everybody says that they, we don't, we're not quite Sky Sports standards. So, uh, good evening, folks. I'm here to present you in my nice suit and booted Sky uniform. My name's Jamie Carragher. Come down, calm down, calm down. I'm going to bring You've you to my You've got a suit. <laughs> I've got my suits on. I've got my suits on because Gary Neville doesn't like it without suits on on the mm -hmm. Sky. So, I'm going to do my tactic board. I'm going to drop the Scouse accent, I'll lose my voice, and it's a horrible accent to hear sometimes. So, great result for Leicester, you'll be pleased to know I've actually got some, um, no, no tie daco, I can't afford that at the moment, I'm on a budget mate, come on mate, I've got a whiteboard and, 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 and a suit, that's, that's as good as it's getting this year, wait till Christmas. Um, as you can see, I've already got it pre-prepared. Um, there is something that I noticed a big difference in, and it was something that was touched on in the comment section uh, about Leicester's frailties. At the back, I need my pen, the pen from earlier, not what Chris said it was, it's a pen. Um, but basically, um, the, the biggest change was between the, the, the last game and this one in the league, and it's a Villa defence where the issues came. Now, Brookline, I think it was, made the perfect comment. Um, I may be wrong, sorry if I'm wrong, but he said that... Um, Bertrand was left exposed and was at fault for a couple of the goals against Napoli. And here is the reason why. Leicester's defensive press over the last three to four weeks uh, has been, if if a team is attacking on this side of the pitch, on the left-hand side, they try to press at a three-man press, which was someone cutting out anybody potentially being here for the opposition to run directly at, uh, at our back line. There was one defender sat deep to stop the ball being played through the two closest centre-backs, which left, unfortunately, a five-yard, five-yard, because that's all less to know, five yards gap between the three centre-backs and the recovering defender, which ultimately meant that this area of the pitch was completely free for any attacking player to get into the Leicester box. That's how Leicester have been conceding goals on a regular basis, being hit on the counter. Today, Leicester lined up completely different and it was quite refreshing. Now, it didn't exactly kick on from the start against Newcastle. I bring it over to our second half ball over here where I compare the games. This was Newcastle and Leicester lined up in a, in a, in a lined formation. Uh, depending on what side was attacked, they had, in for this to use as an example, the left-sided defensive recovery position was the highest forward. So that meant that we had an outlet to go if we won the ball. And that meant we had someone higher up the pitch to attack and start our counter-press, which is something that this tactic failed to allow Leicester to do. It failed and completely disjointed Leicester's counter-press. This was the line that Leicester held defensively throughout the game of Newcastle. This meant that there was a, allowed a bigger gap between our two natural centre-back pairings. There was a far bigger gap between them than, than the one in against Villa and Southampton, respectively. And our defensive gap was stretched right down deep, whether it was Castagne or Thomas, depending on which side they attacked on, because our furthest recovering defender was Bertrand, uh, was, was Castagne, and unlike Paul Bertrand, who was left with a five-yard gap here, he had someone very close within him, pretty even spread out, which meant that if Newcastle chose to switch the play, 
they were instantly hit with a defender and didn't have the option to cut in because this man here made sure access was denied. And that was critical to Leicester's defensive display and their ability to re-enact the counter-press. Because what that allowed is clear and obvious to those that you that can see the screen, but for those that you are calm, that can't, because you're listening on our podcast on, on numerous podcast channels that, that, that we're available on, instead of having this five to ten yard open space area for any attacker or midfield attacking midfielder to run into, Leicester had a very disciplined line of defense. And that's where Leicester really did improve defensively. So also another thing that was quite apparent that has been touched on today by others that maybe feel it wasn't, and I will just scrap the names off here, give me a second, was something that was very unique. Now, you may be thinking, Brad, that's a very strange back line. Well, first of all, this is Kasper Schmeichel, the middleman, and this is our wing-backs or our two centre-backs. What I found today, which was touched upon, and again, I understand why people in the comment section were thinking it wasn't all quite there and there, but once Leicester got into the free flow, um, well, thank you very much. He can have it. It, can, it charged him £20 and postage. And he can get me to come along. I'll, 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 we'll talk wages then. But the thing that did change today is, although the ball did seem to, at points, especially early in that first half, um, come back to our defensive line, and we did find ourselves maybe making a 20-yard pass back to Schmeichel, is a lot more re uh, um, regularity in the ball, either going up from Casper or being distributed and then pumped forward. And the same on this side, it was either distributed and then pumped forward. So like Chris stated, that if the ball did get waywardly kicked out for a throw-in, instead of having to deal with a, a ball going askew out here and Castagne not being able to run to it and Newcastle having a throw-in inside their own half, they were losing the ball 10 yards inside the Newcastle half, which meant Leicester could hold that shape. That, v, that, that diagonal shape that I, I just showed you was only eligible because Leicester were losing the ball in their, in their opponent's half. And anybody who knows anything will tell you it is a lot harder to start a counter-attack against a high-line defence in your own half than it is winning a throw-in 20 yards. You saw by Tillman's celebration the eagerness to make sure that Leicester, whether it's from a throw-in, or by keeping the ball naturally, that it was theirs. It was a blue shirt that was picking up the ball to throw it forward. We weren't having to defend sporadically with a quick throw in taken against us at the edge of our box. We dealt with absolutely everything. And all that left was absolutely what we'd been screaming out for, which was the, the press that Leicester had throughout the field could do its job naturally. It didn't lose its line. We weren't losing key men to sit back in the defence and then have them exposed. We kept throughout the game a perfect back three line, which, unless it was on a defensive measure, became a back four line. We had the perfect movement from defence to midfield to attack. One noticeable thing about Leicester today as well, in the forward sense of thinking, was the inclusion of Dakar and the difference between him and Vardy. Now, the one thing we all know that Dakar and Vardy have in common is that they are a very similar style of attacker. Um, they 
get the ball, they sit on the last line of the defence and they use their pace to the full advantage. We saw it with Dakar's um, goal that he kept up with play and we saw it with his assist that he got himself to the edge of the box with a lovely flick uh, and an understanding to know where Madison was going. He didn't just play it into nowhere. He knew Madison was running to them areas. So it was absolutely brilliant. One, here's one thing I did notice today, and I wonder if anyone else actually noticed it. When Leicester play with Harvey Barnes, they tend to press the defence. If you say that this line here is the, is, is the defensive line of our opposition, we found that Lutman, or whoever it was, Perez uh, on the right, and Barnes and, and Jamie Vardy especially, were pushing in averted V. Jamie Vardy would be the one pressing the goalkeeper and, and, and the centre-back in the box. And these two would be pressing the nearest outlet to them to try and win the ball. And although that might seem like a very positive approach, today what I actually noticed was we did to other teams what other teams have been doing this to us. And we went, OK, then, you've got your three here. You've got your three defenders or your four defenders here. Your midfielders are here. Your Newcastle's defence and midfield had the same issue that Leicester had been had. It was quite literally roles reversed. There was probably a 15-yard gap between Newcastle's midfield and their defence. And Leicester sat right in the middle. They were stuck in the middle with, with, with you, right? And they kind of went, well, go on then. What are you going to do? Because you can't... Because they couldn't suddenly get in behind Leicester and leave Leicester short on numbers because they weren't close enough for them to push the ball past them and run past them. And there was no way, and they did do it, and this is what cost Newcastle, is they tried to then attempt, when they couldn't find a way to make these 15-yard passes, to, to kind of push forward in the hope that Leicester would make a mistake to make these 15-yard passes. The discipline by the front three today was absolutely phenomenal. No matter who it was in that front three, whether it was Harvey Barnes or whether it was Dewsby Hall pushing in, uh, pushing out wide so Madison could go back into the middle, whether it was Madison or Tillemans in that role, or whether it was Luke Thomas while, you know, Harvey Barnes shuffled into the middle of the park. The front three played the phenomenal line. They left Newcastle in a stick or twist situation at the back. They didn't know whether to attempt the luxurious pass and hope it didn't go wrong, which on numerous occasions for Leicester it did, which is why Leicester really punished Newcastle, or whether they felt they could hopefully slowly etch their way forward and pass it around to then eventually get in behind Leicester. But even when them, even when their moments did come where Newcastle slowly pushed forward and they slowly came towards the, the Leicester back line, uh, attacking line. What happened to these midfielders is all of a sudden, and I'm sorry I can't distinguish it, I'll use these markers to distinguish Leicester players. Leicester, Newcastle's midfielders were suddenly met by Leicester's midfield of Barnes and Tillemans and Dewsbury Hall and Madison were suddenly, you know, Leicester had six attacking mind players going, you've taken too long, where are you going with it? And every time that happened, Leicester regain possession of the ball in a dangerous area, something they haven't done to weeks and other teams have been doing to us. And it was so refreshing to see that clearly Brendan Rodgers does listen to my tactic boards because the things that I've been screaming out for us to do has finally paid off. 
it was like I said, it was almost like Newcastle played Leicester and Leicester played like oppositions have against us. And that's really where Leicester won the game throughout the 90 minutes, Chris. Back to you in the studio, Neville. Back to you, mate. <laughs> I can't do a Gary Neville accent. <laughs> we'll let you wipe your board down. That sounds wrong in so many ways. And we'll be back. Have you straight been naughty this. or nice? Oh, behave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Oh, it is Christmas. It's coming. Um, I know Santa. <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, thanks for Brad for that. Uh, great one. A few comments here. Uh, I think Dorco, uh, Hangman, I, you didn't play any of my letters. You didn't, you didn't use any of the letters I chose at all. Rather, 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 that's why Anthony there it was that said teaching to play hang, Hangman. Dorco, 4 5 1 is the way to play for the back and the three midfield. Have two wingers to join up with a single striker. That said, we played really, really well on uh, with two up front at the end of last season. I'll tell you what, I, I couldn't be a manager. Uh, well, may, maybe on FIFA child mode or something like that, possibly. Possibly. Well, let's have a look at the table. Um, and let's just get rid of that comment. Um, up to eighth. And no matter what, there we go. Oh, it's come back again. Uh, no matter <laughs> what um, Palace and Everton do, they, neither of them can catch us. Um, it's all looking a bit better, Brad. Yeah, it's a, it's a funny old game, isn't it? Football, it just yeah. shows how quickly it can change. I mean, you know, you lost your rag. I lost my rag over the space of two weeks. We were going from me trying to cheer you up and tell you we was only X amount of points off to you trying to do the same for me. And now we're sat here looking at that table going, oh, well, you know, three points off European spot, mm. six points off West Ham. You I know, mean, Tottenham have got to. Tottenham have got to win the two games of in hand. So, you know, yeah. and, that, and we, we know Tottenham, yes. but it's still... You know, it's points on the board. Points are on the yeah. board, and that's what uh, you know. I, no, I'd, I'd always sooner have points on the board than games in hand. I don't know about yeah, you. exactly, mate. I've always yeah. been a bit of that. I've always said I, I there, there is no point going into the league games, especially at the end of the season, um, and go. Never mind, oh Jeff. yeah, well, we're four points ahead of Tottenham. Oh no, actually, we're two points behind because they're going to win the games. We don't know. We've seen no. it, you know. Yeah. Anybody that watches our prediction show will know that we've all three of us have predicted some wild accusation scores, and they've they've come to fruition. So, and yet again, we've gone through another week, another week where we didn't get somebody. There was one game that nobody predicted the result of. And yeah. I'm sorry, it was the Arsenal one. None of us went for a win for you. Uh, we've got to do it by the end of the season, surely. Uh, Jeff uh, says, thanks, Brad. We'll watch that segment. I'm still clueless. I have to watch it back, to be honest with you. He, lose, he loses me, but it sounds very good. All joking aside, Brad, it is excellent, and you sum it up a lot better than, than, than I do. Now, this is... Um, I'm not saying here that fans... <sighs> aren't fickle and, and, and don't necessarily know what they're talking about. But let, let's have a look. Who would your man of the match be, Brad? Give it to a number of them. Could have given it. I think, I think obvious for a standout. Um, 
could be could be could give it Madison, could give it Tillemans, he, he could give it Kieran Dewsbury Hall, you could give it Dakar for his goal and assist. Uh, so many contri- vital con- contributions. Heck, you could give it Indeedy for stepping into Evan's shoes and commanding the back four. I, I, you could, you could give it Madison um, for his goal on clearance. It, yeah. This is this is what um the, the, oh god my mind's gone blank. Uh the gentleman that does the uh, uh stats for Alan, us Alan, that's it, Alan. Um has gone. He's gone eight for the manager and the team, which is fair enough. And and man of the match, James Madison, which I would agree with, but it could have gone to it could have gone to Tillerman. Sky gave it to James Madison as well. What I was getting at there though, um Guess who the the Leicester fans have gone for on the BBC website? I already know this, and I understand why, because it's lovely to see it. They've gone for Casey McAteer, who was the only one to get over a seven on the ratings. And I I, I, I saw that myself, mate. I was reading the report on the BBC Sport, and I noticed that Casey McAteer was given player of the match. I've never seen a player get play of the match for a five-minute cameo before and barely touching the ball, but you know what? Credit to our club and its contingency to br- bring players through that are our own, because... Oh, I, I agree. I agree totally. And had he come on never having played before and, and played a Sterling thing and maybe got a goal... But no, it, it, it's 7.49... Man of the match, no way. Yeah, you no, know, you came off a five-minute packet here, but it was certainly not a, a man of the match performance, which kind no, of makes wasn't. you know, kind not of makes the whole thing that whoever wins that is meaningless, really. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah, I'm I sorry, think... Casey, but you know, yeah. Yeah, no, again, congratulations to Casey. Um, on on his first appearance uh, in the Leicester first team, it's very well deserved. You know the the, the We've we've seen with our contingents of youth that he's earned that position on the bench um, to be even considered to come on. And you know what? It's also nice. It's probably really helped him that the game was dead and buried and there wasn't a case of bringing him on because we were desperate to throw something at the game that has a bit of no fear about them. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'm pleased to see these players coming through. Where would we be yeah. without Thomas and Kieran Dewsby Hall and Harvey Barnes at the moment? But I just yeah. I just don't agree with the man of the match. But totally yeah. was brilliant yeah. to see him come on and brilliant to see him um you know coming through coming through. He's one of our own as this. Is he one of our own? I think he's yes, one of I our own. A, a, a local lad. Well look, look, it's all been good talk. Shall I? Should I kind of piss on the parade a little bit? No. I'll yes, keep I'm going to anyway. Ah, because boom. Yes. this is what's coming up, guys. Uh, if it goes ahead on Thursday, and I believe Tottenham might be asking for it to be cancelled, but of course Leicester might as well, because you know we, we could get worse before we get better. But Tottenham are due to, to play us on Thursday. We've then away to Everton in Scousland on the 19th. Uh, and I think we might as well stay up there because then we're playing Liverpool in the um, Carl- uh, Carl- in the Caribou Cup on the 22nd. I'm feeling a bit more confident about that than I was. And then a small matter of Boxing Day, we've got our normal Christmas opponents, Man City and the 28th, Liverpool again. And to be honest with you, Norwich on the first... Um, t- 
we played Norwich early in January before and it all kind of went wrong for us. Let's hope lightning doesn't strike twice. But if you look at that for too long, it does get a little bit scary, doesn't it, Brad? Yeah, it, it does. But then you look at it maybe through a, a different scenario and you think, to, to, look, all, all banter aside, Spurs is going to be a different game. I'm I'm quite thankful that's at home, to be honest with you. I think I fancy our chances a bit more to get a positive result out of that. And Everton are in turmoil. And we've said this before, This what we need to do now is make sure this isn't a false dawn. Because uh, if you can get four points out of our next two games and then that's seven out of nine, um, I kind of think as much as, as much as I'm a, an advocate for silverware being silverware for any club, no matter what level they're at, I, I, I feel that maybe we will see Casey McAteer get more minutes against Liverpool because I, if anyone knows I'm pretty sure Jurgen Klopp won't be going full strength for that unless um, unless he suddenly feels that Liverpool can't challenge for the title and he wants some silverware um, he usually disrespects that competition in fact I've got quite a disdain for Klopp and his attitude towards cup competitions it was clear to me when he went for the cash cow cup um, in December when when they won the league uh, over the Carabao Cup, which was disgusting. I still stand by that statement. Uh, there was no reason that he couldn't have played a very strong team throughout, enough to beat who, who they had in them competitions mm. anyway. But I feel that that would come at the right time because the last two seasons, Leicester have had the issue that they've not had a game where we looked at it and went, that's where we can maybe give a Tillemans, a Madison, or a Vardy arrest. And our improvement in our recruitment has also paid dividends to the fact that maybe we could look at a Bertrand or a Vestergaard uh, and a, you know, a, a returning Ricardo. Maybe a, maybe by that time, hopefully, I don't know, but maybe a JJ plays. Maybe Ward plays against Liverpool in that cup, in that EFL Cup game against Liverpool and then we've got a fresher more stronger and sturdier 11 for them Liverpool and, and Man City <laughs> games that, that come in quick succession Charlie um, you say you saw that yeah indeed um, we did win a game of football you know like that the one we won at Wembley when who did we play it was in the English Super Cup or oh, some some northern team I don't know Charlie, you on yeah. thin ice. <laughs> um, then, and Arsenal, come on, mate. You've had a couple of good wins. You've had a couple of good wins. You know you'll all be Arteta out again in another uh, another two weeks. Uh, Jeff says Norwich our biggest threat. Totally, actually, in a way, I totally agree. I mean, oh. if we if we do lose to, to to Liverpool, depending what team they put out, uh, but let's say they put a, a decent strength team out and we lose, and then we lose to Man City and Liverpool in the in in the cups, I, sorry in the league. Kind of, you know, you'd almost say, yeah, okay, you know, you, it, games that anything we get would be a bonus from. Where Norwich, yeah, that that could be the one again, yeah. as we saw before, a potential banana skin. You know, yeah. But, uh, again, if we if we come out of Tottenham and Everton with, like I said, positive results being four mm -hmm. points uh, from, from them games, it, it, irrespective of, of both teams' form. Um, I think if you can do that and then kind of 
have performances against Everton and Man City because that's one thing that last season and, and the season before that really rocked Leicester season was not just losing to Man City or Liverpool. It was 4-0 defeat. It was, you know, a 3-1 defeat. It, it was a very run-riot defeat that happened. We got absolutely mm. outclassed and outplayed by Man City and Liverpool. And if we can go into that game, I, I do agree with that comment, that on it, terms of expectation, especially if, like I say, we look at four games and go, all right, well, we we did lose to Liverpool and, 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 and Man City, but we beat Tottenham and we beat Everton. So, yeah, keep that sort of going, mentor going. Um, and again, it's another thing to look at as well. One thing you could take out of that is after that, we don't play them again. You know, we don't play Man City again. Um, no. I know, obviously, we're not Liverpool again, but you, you start to tick off teams and then you remember your West Ham's, your Arsenal's are all playing each other in probably more difficult months because you can recover from maybe back-to-back defeats to Liverpool and Man City knowing you've only got to play one of them again uh, because then you're going to get your Newcastle's, your Brighton's, your Norwich's, your Aston Villa's. Uh, when the teams above and around us are probably going to be playing your Man City's, your Man United's and your Chelsea's. So, you know, it all balances itself out over the course of, uh, you know, 38 games, obviously. But um, we have to just make sure we get that. Yeah, I've got one big question for you and we'll get to that straight after this because this is what is coming up next. In fact, Scott, I'm worried about you, Scott, because you seem to know what questions I'm going to ask and post them at the same time. But last couple of seasons, and it was it was mentioned on the telly, we've always had a good first half of the season. And then post-Christmas, when it was for COVID, we, we obviously don't play as well. Are we going to change it round this season? Are we going to, say, start playing in the second half of the season? Oh, maybe, um, you know, he, he probably needs to improve more than the first half of the season. Well, actually, he does need to improve more in terms of results for the second half over the first half of the season. But I don't think it's going to be such a dramatic swing. I don't think we're going to see Leicester go nine, ten wins in a row or undefeated for 13, 14 games or anything of that sort of standard. But I do think that the, the second half of the season may be where the fixture list is a bit kind of Leicester have hit the form. Um, I think maybe the burnout of last season, um, you know, over the last two seasons, you would say the rate of recovery from the bad defeat was always picked up because Leicester answered back with a flying start. Maybe Brendan Rodgers has... has has hoped for better results, but has chosen to maybe pace ourselves better this season. And again, added quality, extra players and depth helps you be able to do that because you've got more players at your disposal. You've got more time with your team to develop them mm-hmm. and train them and, and, and acquire players to 
not just turn up every week, but play similar positions, different positions, making players more interchangeable. A lot of progressions happen over these last three seasons. And maybe, you know, maybe it's not a case of have Leicester been overachieving, but maybe it's a case of have Leicester been balancing out to find their own balance mm. of a team that will become a team that starts to be a bit more regular in yeah. performance like what we've seen today. And we get it throughout the season instead of first or second half of the season. Yeah. Uh, Palace are still winning at Everton. It is into injury time now or added time on whatever you want to call it. Um, so Everton are, are continuing with their, their their poor run at the moment. Brad, I'm going to let you go. Um, don't forget, Have a good show later on with Doug. Don't forget your condoms. And I will see you on uh, Wednesday now. You've got a few days without me on Wednesday for the predict double prediction show. So I will see you on Wednesday, sir. Yes, I will see you all Wednesday. Um, thanks, everybody, that's commented. It's always great to have an interaction with you. And do do what that bar says at the bottom, that Anthony's just covering up. He's covering, he's defending it better than Arsenal's defence. But do hit the like button and do subscribe to the channel because Chris does great work. And it's it's not it's not just me, Chris, and Craig, the whole show together. The whole responsibility just goes to you, Chris. So... Thanks. Well, you, you, you do come on and talk yeah, sense, which is something I would not be able to do. So, well done. Thank you for all your support. And uh, no, good luck no. in the show tonight. Like I say, make sure there's no holes in anything. I will do, mate. No worries. No worries. <laughs> Take care, mate. All the best. See you later. Cheers now. Uh, thanks to Brad, a.k.a. Jesus there. He does know his stuff. He does know his stuff and uh, always grateful for all the support that he gives me uh, on that one. Um, I've just realised, Anthony, I, I actually clicked on it on Friday um, and it was um, Higgs and Hibbert or Higgs and Herbert, something like that, the show. And I didn't realise that was you. You're looking old. <laughs> Well, let's be honest with you. If if you were sixteen, you'd you'd look old next to Charlie, wouldn't you? You know, we've got we've got him. He's about well, you know, I know you're not Charlie, but you you look you look about seven. You know? But uh, it's only because I haven't got my youthful looks anymore. Palace have just gone three one up, apparently. Uh, Jeff, thanks very much, mate. Glad you enjoy it. My thanks to everybody that has been in. My thanks to Scott. Uh, Jeff there, Anthony, Dorco, um, Charlie, who joined us at the end. Still beat you at Wembley, Charlie. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm just looking now. This is um, going a bit further back up. Thanks to me, because I commented as well. So next week, what have we got next week? Scott, thanks as well. And Mella, it was a pleasure. And Maisie, thanks to everybody for joining in and commenting. Um, so next week we have a busy, well, yeah, it is a busy week because it's, well, it's a busy month for the rest of the month. And we've got a small matter, small, I sounded like uh, James Bond, a small matter of uh, Christmas and New Year as well. So that's throwing the schedule all out. So on Monday at seven o'clock, as you saw before there, we've got the opposition preview. I've got a Newcastle fan coming on. Um, that could be interesting. Um, Nothing on Tuesday. On Wednesday, it's a double header. We've got the preview show for Spurs with Jeff, and then we've got the double prediction show for um, for the Spurs and Everton games. And then we've got um, the post-match show on the Thursday after the Tottenham match. 
Uh, hopefully I can get Josh to help me out with that one. Everybody's struggling. And we've got um, Everton preview on the Friday. And if there's an Everton fan out there, the one that I know hasn't replied to me, so if you fancy coming on and doing a bit with the channel, that would be great. Um, uh, it's just loud. One more comment. Um, if I can get it up here. Thanks for the game review, Chris and Brad, especially good since we won. Hey, David, it's always nicer. It's always nicer when we win. And it's always nice when we win well. And I think that's the difference today. We won well. Almost like I've got my Leicester back. Am I, am I tempting fate to say that? <laughs> Hi, this is Chris from Leicester Till I Die. Thank you for watching and listening. Have a very Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Don't do anything I wouldn't enjoy. I'm sure you will. I'll see you all tomorrow night at 7. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. If you listen to this uh, on Catch Up on the podcasts, you know where we are. We're on all the main podcasts, Spotify, Apple iTunes, or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. See you tomorrow at 7. Take care. Enjoy. Enjoy match of the day two tonight. We might be on first. Good night. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.